And now we're back for another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We truly appreciate it. Or if you could check out our show on the Discover Community Network, Troy Brewer does a great job there. Plus, also as well, the RTF Sports Network, we're on over there. So you want to check out the great RTF Sports Network and all the great sports shows that they have there. Plus, if you can like, share, follow us, whatever you can do to help support us here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated. Well, hold on. I want to let everybody listen to this right now. It's a collective sigh of relief because the Lakers did show some signs of life this evening against Denver. And I want to go ahead and give them a big props because they did come out on top on a last second win. 124 to one, 124 to 121 over the Denver Nuggets on a last second shot with 0.4 left on the clock by Kyle Kuzma hitting a three-pointer from the side. Couldn't ask for anything better than that. Much better offensive performance tonight. And I want to go ahead and say thank you so much, for everyone, for listening and watching us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I also want to give a great shout-out, which I will during the course of the show, to all the great Lakers groups, which I'm going to share this to. So we truly appreciate everyone out there. And also the great sports and sports podcasts. That's also going to be a Facebook group out there that I truly enjoy and sharing this to. Truly appreciate you listening and watching. With me now is obviously my guest that usually is here after the games. So we truly appreciate everyone also listening to him and also checking out what he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out everything that he's doing today at Lakerholics.com. Well, he's even got some artistry up there and so much more videos from Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, articles from Jamie Sweet, and so much more. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I don't care if it was against the second team of Denver and that they were in there the entire fourth quarter. A win is a win is a win. Well, it's great to see the Lakers play well. I think uh, I had written an article earlier in the day that basically was listing the five big questions that Laker fans are probably worrying about right now. And, uh, Practically every single one of those questions was answered tonight by the Lakers' performance. So it was great to see LeBron play like playoff LeBron, to see Anthony Davis be able to handle double teams and and to be aggressive rather than passive, to see the team shoot well from three-point land, um, which has always been their Achilles heel all season long, to see Frank Vogel making the right adjustments, uh, putting the right players on the court at the right times, and finally, seeing us being able to survive the bubble, which has been our nemesis ever since uh, the season restart began. Uh, so great game. Um, couldn't have ended it on a better note than Kyle Kuzma uh, burying that three. Um, Kuzma had maybe his best game of the season. Uh, LeBron was was terrific from outline, outside. He had five of 11 threes, uh, 12 assists, uh, one rebound, which was amazing. Almost went zip on the rebounds. Um, and AD, uh, AD right from the very beginning, 
uh, was answering any questions that Gerald may have had about him being aggressive. Oh, just it Gerald? Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Just Gerald here? Just Gerald? Uh-uh, 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 Laker Tom. Uh-uh-uh. No, I was just trying to give you credit, Gerald, because you made the point that uh, aggression is really the difference maker for 80s performance. Oh, yes. He I thought you were talking about Danny Green. Yes. He can't come out passively and... And uh, he did exactly what you had been claiming that he had to do in order to win. So it was a great night for the Lakers. Um, looking forward to, to watching the replay of the game, watching the videos of the, uh, the after-game show and so forth, and, uh, and having some great conversations on Lakerholics.com tomorrow uh, as everybody celebrates uh, a big sigh of relief as the Lakers uh, – come down in the clutch form performance and, and take that game against Denver. So let's quickly run down some of the pluses and minuses here, but I do want to give a big shout out to the fantastic Facebook groups that do support us. I want to give a big shout out to born a Lakers fan, die a Lakers fan. Please join them today or the real Lakers fans worldwide or the Los Angeles Lakers fans, Facebook groups. All three of those Facebook groups are truly fantastic. Give them their love, give them their support because they truly are worth it. Once again, I'm on with Laker Tom from Lakerholics.com. We're recapping the game once again. It was a 124 to 121 win over the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to go for the pluses first. Obviously, like you said, Anthony Davis, aggressive. Kyle Kuzma, effective. LeBron kind of got off to a slow start, but hitting from the outside. Gotta love all three of those players because they stepped it up tonight and they were the difference, I think, for the Lakers this evening. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been pushing real hard for Kuzma to start, so I was really happy to see that he got the opportunity tonight uh, with KCP out. Um, I, I still think that one of the things that the Lakers have to do uh, going into the playoffs is to play their best three players, to start their best three players. Um, and I, I think the rest of the team, the other two players that go out there with those three, basically are a matchup situation. If we play, uh, if we play a team like Denver or a team like Houston, where you've got a stretch five center or no center, uh, then I definitely think that it's Javale McGee who sits. If we play against a traditional center, then I think one of either KCP or Danny Green sits, depending upon what the guard situation is for the team that we're opposing. But I think the key thing is that the Lakers need to have Kyle Kuzma in that starting lineup. Um, it used to be you could argue that he wasn't a good fit to play with uh, LeBron and AD because he needed the ball in his hand. Um, but he's really, he's improved his shot selection. He's tweaked his shot. He's playing much better defense. Um, notice that after Danny Green kept getting burned by uh, his defense, that the guy that they brought in, to try to slow down the Denver Nuggets guard was uh, Kyle Kuzma. And I thought he did a pretty good job of it. Um, it's, it's one of those adjustments that I think needs to be made. Kuzma made a good uh, argument today for him being in the starting lineup. And I'm hopeful that Frank Vogel will see that and that we'll see more of that as we move forward. I think it was one big part of the answer. It got more shooting on the floor. Um, I thought that, you know, as long as those three guys can produce like that, we can easily then count on other guys stepping up and and being the next man up in the situation. Uh, Danny Green came through with a couple of clutch threes down the stretch. That was great to see. Deion Waiters had some great performance early in the first half to keep us in the game. 
Um, there were clutch baskets. Uh, Dwight Howard made some good plays and again had another good game. Um, so you just need to have those three guys come through all the time. You can count on those three producing uh, in the way that they produce tonight. Uh, the Lakers will be fine offensively. They will be fine offensively. Now comes the negative part. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the defense, something that they could have really hung their hat on for the first few games, even when their offense was really putrid. Their defense was still pretty good. But tonight, a lot of missed defensive assignments, a lot of missed defensive rotations. I was very sad to see on more than one occasions, the Lakers, after a made bucket by the Denver Nuggets, look at each other like, uh, that was your man, that was your man. I saw that quite a bit tonight, and I'm not pleased by it. So that has to be something that needs to be rectified real quickly. Alex Caruso did go out of the game late. Uh, he did suffer an injury, and I was kind of concerned exactly how serious it is. Maybe it w- was a concussion? Was it I think something it was, was strained, ne- his strained neck that he yeah. had from the fall before? I'm, I'm really uh, got him there. I'm uh, hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that's the case. Well, he looked he pretty stunned. He had a zero for the game too, and uh, and basically was not himself defensively. He was constantly getting beaten. Um, so it was almost a blessing that he was hurt at the end to go out of there. Um, our guards really had difficult times uh, covering, you know, and, and it's kind of odd because uh, and in many ways, uh, Denver was missing two of their three best, two of their three best guards. Um, and their young players really came in. I was impressed with Bowl. Um, DJ uh, played really well, and and Michael Porter Jr. Uh, my God, that guy can shoot like heck. Uh, so they've got they've got some good young talent on that team. And while while the Lakers had a lot of problems, I think that the kind of problems too that that plague you defensively when you've got a lot of new players that haven't played together or combinations that haven't been on the floor together. I think that's a lot of what you saw where. You were referring to Gerald of guys looking at each other saying, who was, was that my mistake or was that your mistake or who was supposed to cover that guy? Um, but I give a lot of credit to Denver. They Denver was playing pretty crisp. And even though they were held out some of their stars at the end of the game, um, boy, their second team players uh, uh, were actually playing extremely well and, and making great passes. Their, their uh, future the looks coach. really bright. Their future yeah, really, really looks a well-coached bright. team with, with some real depth. Um, they get Harris back and uh, and and uh, the other guard that's missing, and they're they're going to be a they're going to be a tough out for somebody. I think that they'll end up on the other side of the bracket from the Lakers, so it might be they, they might be able to give the Clippers a run for their money. Um, Jokic is a great passer, um, and and the combination of their two centers it's an interesting combination. We have two guys with Javale and and Dwight who have, who have basically manned a center position for us in, in a totally different style uh, than any other team. And uh, Denver's Denver's got a nice tandem center going there too. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, 
there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. The whole offense seems to center around their centers. Uh, yeah. Even Plumley when he comes to the game, even Bo Bowl. You saw yep. his effectiveness passing as where, like you said, the Lakers, they don't have that option with McGee or Howard. They're there basically rebounding, yeah. doing the tough things, getting, uh, you know, obviously trying to go ahead and set the defense straight. I do want to say right now, THD and Bobo were in the game, and my gosh, I was wishing it was the other way around. And I've been telling you that for the longest time now. Uh, I even yeah, said that I, at I the rooted, time. I was rooting for them to draft. I was rooting for them to draft Bowl too. I couldn't believe. Uh, he fell down that far, and that's a shame because yep. I was – I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I was sitting in Hawaii uh, poolside at a hotel. It was a beautiful afternoon because, you know, the delay and, and everything gets earlier in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I saw and we were just following it, and it came sign a joke. We didn't know that there was injury issues, which is the reason why he fell. But to see the skill level that he was at because he was projected to be a lottery individual and to see where he fell to – and the Lakers could have had that chance. THT is going to be a nice little player, but the problem is Bobo has the higher, higher end potential of yeah. the two. He does have, he does have, there are concerns though, just because of the nature of his body. Um, and that's really why he fell. I mean, he's, he's really got, you know, when you talk about a freak of nature in, in, in the skill set that he has and how thin he is and, and whether or not he can really hold up the rigors of playing in the NBA. That's that's going to be something he's going to have to prove. His dad but, did. Uh, his dad did. Yep, but his dad his dad was a lot, was a lot thicker than Manu was a lot thicker than Bowl is. Um, and uh, and then you know throw in you throw in the knee injury issues that were going on, and and you could see why teams passed on him. But by the time he got down there, where the Lakers could have gotten him, um, I thought I thought I thought for sure that they would would make a move for him but, but uh you're right in the clutch, in the clutch it uh, turned out that they had different directions i know clutch indeed always back to clutch as both you and rafael barlow from nba draft junkies keeps on reminding me it's always about clutch but again yeah. uh you see the LeBron future in ad that's not a bad uh yeah i know that's not you, a bad you gotta take the good and the bad with it i get it would you I rather not have lebron and ad and then and we drafted the bull bull no 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 <laughs> that wouldn't be clutch that wouldn't be clutch at all pardon the pun but i will say that the future does look bright for the denver nuggets with michael porter jr who looks like a tremendous talent Boy. and the thing was that you had to be patient with him because you knew he had the back injury you knew he had the issues there, and it was just like similar to what you see with Joel Embiid. You had to give at least a year, two years, possibly right. even three before it finally would start paying off, and you're seeing that now with Michael Porter Jr. You see the talent there. So like you said, will they be able to piece it all together in Denver this year? I'm not so sure, but for incoming years, Next year, the year after, year after, mm-hmm. watch out for them because they're going to be really tough. And you saw that tonight because yeah. the Lakers. Hey, had... Nicola's, lost, Nicola's lost a lot of weight and looks looks much more active. Yes, I mean yes. he looked like he was straining when you know in the pre bubble games back in February and March. He looked really overweight and looked like just out of shape. Um, you know, and, but there were a few times when he can throw that weight around there, that sort of dead weight that you get from guys that are pretty heavy down low in the lower part of the body, but man, he's slimmed up 
he's one of the uh, one of the workout stars, if you will, that, that came out of the out of the uh, out of the bubble and surprised everybody. Well, let's but, get back uh, to they look as they look as tough of any team that we've played so far. Yes, um, offensively, yes. offensively, I wouldn't say defensively is is their weakness. Probably, um, they don't have real shot blockers in there. Although they've got some size now uh, with Bull uh, and so forth, but it's you know, but man, they've got some shooters that they do and, that, and a couple of them, a couple of good shooters are missing. Absolutely. I mean, I've always been impressed with Harris. Harris has always been one of my favorite guards, and uh, and Will Barton, Will Barton is also Barton do yeah, yeah. So that's something that obviously is great for Denver fans, but getting back to the Lakers right now and closing this conversation out before we head on out and also you talking about all the great things that are going on at Lakerholics.com is the fact that you and I are so encouraged. And as I'm showing everybody right now that's on Facebook Live, what NBA.com has as far as the big number, 48.3% from the three-point area. And mind you, I'm not expecting 48% every time out. But to see the Lakers go ahead and be effective from the three-point area, LeBron James just under 50%, Kyle Kuzma three for five, Danny Green three for five, which I know for you has been a very sore issue as far as Danny Fine. Green is concerned. Deion Waiters went for two. Slower than he used to be, man. But Markeith Morris also coming in and having his best game, I think, overall yep. as a Laker. Two for four from the three-point area. A lot of rebounds. That positioning as well, very good on the defensive block. I think overall it was a big win for him. And I, again, this leads me into a conversation that we were going to have, and we promised uh, creative from our last conversation on the post game report, and that is your ten man rotation that you'd like to see. So I want you to go ahead right now for me, and before we head on over to your conversation of what's going on at LakerHolics.com. I want to hear that 10-man rotation as you are looking at, provided Alex Caruso is going to be okay. I have a feeling they're going to sit him out on the last game. but Yeah, he, but, should, get, he should get a rest. And we have a whole week off. Uh, we have a whole week off during the, the play-in tournament and so forth before we have our first game. So, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, my friend. What What is yeah, your 10-man rotation? I think, I think, first off, the Lakers need to start the three best players on the team, which is LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. Then I think there are three other guys that are probably the other two starters will come from, uh, depending upon the matchups, and that would be JaVale McGee, Danny Green, and, and KCP. Uh, so I think that those six are, if you will, my starters and, uh, and first replacements. So then there's four other guys, I think, that belong in the rotation. Um, Markeith Morris, definitely. Um, Dwight Howard, definitely, Deion Waiters, definitely, and Alex Caruso. Um, and that's my 10-man rotation right there. I think TH, I think there's another group that's, if you will, uh, using your one of your pet phrases, this is the uh, if an emergency break the glass uh, group, and that would probably include THT, um, J.R. Smith, um, and uh, who am I missing out there? Well, not Atentacumpo, uh, and I'm not saying uh, Devante Kekak. Well, right now, from what I'm seeing, you've got most of them in there. Quinn Cook, of course, who I think... Oh, Quinn Cook and Quinn Cook. But I think Quinn Cook should get a little bit more run because, again, he can, in spots, 
give you that kind of shooting that you need. Well, if, if he gets more run, it's going to be as an 11th man because the problem is is that even though he might be more valuable at times than Morris because of his shooting, um, Morris plays a position that we're short in. Um, Dudley probably is probably also in the, you know, if emergency break glass group. But I think, but I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because historically, LeBron and AD both have played 45 minutes in the playoffs. Um, if they play 45 minutes in the playoffs, it's going to be awful hard to keep a 10-man rotation going. I agree. So, you know, I, I think the key thing is, uh, to me, I look at it in three tiers. I look at the starters, the guys that are the key that need to be in there, need to play, need to start the game and close the game are LeBron, AD, and Kuzma. And then depending upon the matchups, the next three guys are the two guards and JaVale, uh, Green and Green and KCP and JaVale McPhee. Um, and then you've got you got a selection of other people that in, that include Caruso, obviously, who's very valuable. Um, uh, Dwight Howard, who's extremely valuable. Morris, who fills a need that nobody else does on a team because he can be that stretch five or he can be the banger that plays alongside a baby. Um, and uh, and I and then I I, I think I think that. Uh, those probably those nine players may get the max minutes and we'll have to see what happens with the other guys. I think they'll come in depending upon matchups. If we're playing against a team that, you know, that where we need shooting or a team that where we need defense, then that, that's going to change some of the formulas. Um, I don't think THT and, uh, and uh, Dudley, even though they've played well at moments, uh, will get much action. I expect that our last game is probably going to be AD and LeBron taking the game off, maybe, you know, why not just, why not just sit on your laurels after this performance, just play other guys in that next game and see what happens. Um, you know, waiters, waiters was very impressive in the first half. So, you know, he's going to, he's definitely going to get a play in there. Um, biggest concern probably to me, uh, if KCC, if KCP is banged up and Danny green, you know, basically resurrected the last few minutes with those two threes were very valuable, very valuable threes. We wouldn't have won the game without those two threes. Um, but before then, I was just really disappointed with Danny's performance, especially defensively. Um, so we'll have to see what happens as we move forward. Um, I think you need to keep Waiters and, and Caruso off of the starting lineup. I think that they're an important part of the bench, especially if you move Kuzma into the starting lineup. Um, you need to balance them. So those are those are basically my rotations. Um, where are you at? Uh, something similar, although you're forgetting about one important cog, which I'm Rajon going to. Rondo? Rajon Rondo. He's going to be thrown in there whether you like it or not and yeah. whether I like yeah. it or not. Uh, but, again, he's going to be a part of it because the faith that Re LeBron and also Frank Vogel have in, it, have in him. So you are going to see him – given a little bit he's going to be a little bit out of condition when he comes back so he's going to not he's not going to get that much in the way of time right off the bat but if the lakers go far in the playoffs you will see him getting more and He'll more and more he could be valuable and that's the you thing know, well i want to say this you talked about mm -hmm. matchups and i've also seen said that depending on the matchup you could see a point where you will not see dwight howard in a half or maybe even for a full game same thing goes with McGee. You could see very limited time for him, especially if they you like you want. AD goes to the five, 
and right. they play a smaller team like Houston or somebody else that you want to go ahead and match up with, if AD goes to the five in the playoffs more often and you see a lot more pick and rolls from LeBron and AD, which I know uh, has been mentioned quite frequently, we haven't seen very much of, which I think they're saving it for specifically that reason is for the playoffs. I have a feeling you will see less of the center position and more of AD at the five, which you and I both agree upon, which is one of the few things that we do is that we agree upon this. The team is much better with AD at the five. Yeah, they are. Uh, One of the things that I liked, though, about tonight's game was that the very first play was to get the ball to AD underneath the basket rather than out on the wing. And so we saw a lot of different movements of getting getting the ball to AD in different places. And we saw AD not settling for threes. He only attempted one three, I think, in the whole game. And, and that's what you really want in a situation like that where the other team really doesn't have a shot-blocking center. Um, the, the other problem that we're having, too, is that Dwight is playing much better than uh, JaVale. JaVale, again, had a very sketchy performance. Uh, a couple of a couple of dumb plays during the way. I mean, uh, he hasn't played at all very well in the bubble situation. Um, and, and I'm hoping one of the things that is my big criticism of Frank Vogel, and I, and I may be unfair to Frank because I think during the regular season, maintaining consistency and sticking with your starting lineup and and just rotating the minutes as the only way of, of controlling or rewarding performance and punishing guys who don't play well. You use the minutes rather than the starting role and so forth. I think makes a lot of sense. But when you get into playoffs, I think it's a different story. In the playoffs, I think you've got to make some adjustments. And you can't be afraid to make adjustments just because somebody may not like what happens and may feel like they've been moved out of their position. Um, there's a big question. A lot of the time I felt tonight that we were playing three against five, that the Nuggets had five guys on the floor who could score and could hurt you, and we only had three guys on the floor who could score and hurt you. Um, and so when we had Caruso and Danny Green in there for a long period of time, uh, man, there were there were periods of time where neither one of them really made a threat of any kind. Um, and and I don't and when you throw McGee in there too, you, you you really get into a problem where you have to have three guys score twenty points in order to basically pull the game out and win it. Um, had we had good contributions from the other guys, and slowly and bit by bit, we did end up with several guys with eight points, nine points, eleven points, and so forth. But um, we need a little more balance in the offense and and. And I'd like to see, you know, some consistency from Danny Green, KCP when he comes back, um, and JaVale McGee's got to contribute a lot more or else I think that that really puts the pressure. Because I don't, I don't really see Dwight starting. I think if JaVale McGee falters, I think that just play, that plays more and more into the... That does play more into to the hands, yeah. I agree yeah. with Even you. Even if you have to put Morris in there at the four and let him do the banging with somebody underneath, um, Markeith can do that fairly well, and he's uh, he looks like he's getting into shape. The nicest thing about the whole thing is that all of the disarray and dysfunction that we seem to have seen in the first six games uh, sort of disappeared, and that that's really what you wanted. You want to get a good feeling out of this thing, 
Uh, I think I think just you know just make sure nobody gets hurt in the next game. Take the week off. Uh, LeBron made a point about how they had a great practice before this game, and and what what was executed in practice was carried forward onto the floor when they played the Nuggets. Um, and I'd like to see them have a great week of practice where they could really work on things and and really. Uh, and I think Vogel, I think Vogel has his lineups pretty well set. Um, he's probably going to be sticking with JaVale a lot longer than and Danny Green a lot longer than I probably would or you probably would. Um, but I'm, but I think that he's he knows now who's going to start. He knows now who's going to contribute and who's going to play. And I think we saw pretty well what he thinks of the lineup by basically who played tonight. I think this was a was a critical turning point game for us, and hopefully we've got the malaise that's been bothering us about the about the bubble out of the way, and and we're now ready to go down there, have some great and come back, and uh, and and I am actually hoping that we play the Blazers in the first round. I want a challenge. I want somebody that's going to get our blood boiling, and and really get in there. And I'd like to see us go in there and and take them in four or five games. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Well, the camaraderie and the chemistry of the Lakers, which was so much a part of the non-bubble season, uh, I hadn't seen very much of. And of course, LeBron alluded to that uh, over the course of interviews over the past week about how it's all weird and hinted that there was stuff going on behind the scenes. And even in today's game, I didn't see much enthusiasm from the bench. I didn't see much uh, spirit from the bench. I was kind of concerned. Only Kuzma from the bench when he was out of the game seemed to give any type of real enthusiasm until, until he came in that last shot. Then the whole bench erupted and I saw something in the bench as far as the way they reacted. And maybe, just maybe, that coup shot could be a key factor because of the way it has ignited the team. And hopefully, I'm not talking about the next game against Sacramento. And I'll allude to that here at the end as far as when that is, because that's a different time. They just announced when that is. So I'll go ahead and give everybody an mm-hmm. update on that. But I want to go ahead and say that for a team building time, that coup shot could help the team going forward. I agree with you, Gerald. Those, there's a couple of moments there. The other, the other side of it too is, you'll notice who who celebrated that shot with first, which was LeBron. Um, this was this was a great game by Kyle Kuzma. 
I mean, he may have been close to the player of the game, not, you know, when you count that last-minute shot, because his attacking of the basket and his finishing at the rim, um, he made several plays that were really outstanding. Uh, he was great on the boards. He had three assists. That, that one assist he threw on a given go to LeBron in the key was just a fabulous pass. Um, it hardly touched his hands, and it was he, and he, he put a lot of zing on that ball. It got back to LeBron. With after LeBron just had taken like two or three steps after passing the ball to Kyle, and, and those were good long passes. So that's uh, that's a sign that that Kuzma really is is in perfect rhythm. So I just hope that Frank keeps that in mind, and I'd like to see Kyle be the starter when we go into the playoffs. This is the Kyle Kuzma we've been hoping to see now all oh, season sure. long. Untradeable Kyle Kuzma if he plays like that. <laughs> Untradeable indeed. Once again, I'm speaking There's to Lake. Take him off of the uh, off of the uh, trade machine. Yes, yes, yes. For now, anyways. Once again, I'm speaking to Laker Tom from LakerHolics.com. You got to check out the conversation today at LakerHolics.com. But before we head on out, because I hear that it's going to be time now to go ahead and head on out. So, my friend, before we head on out, I want to go ahead and give you the floor now. Tell everybody what's going on at LakerHolics.com and why with the large audience that we've actually seen today from our show, because everybody seems to be here when we win. So it's always good when people win, uh, when the Lakers win, of course, because everybody wants to go ahead and check out what we're doing here. But before we end on out, my friend, I want you to go ahead and give a shout out to what you're doing and what everybody's going on and what, and why, and why people need to check out Lakerholics.com. Well, if you're looking for a place where you can, See great content in the form of original articles by myself and Jamie Sweet, um, occasionally Gerald. Uh, you can see all of the great Lakers Pass Break uh, podcast that Gerald does. Uh, and I mean, he, the guy is prolific. He seems, I don't know how he gets the time to edit all of these podcasts that he does, but the terrific content and great, great conversations. Uh, and if you want to see some great videos, Raphael. Uh, Barlow has uh, from from NBA Draft Junkies has done uh, several videos for uh, a new division of his uh, one of his lines, uh, which is basically uh, Lakers Film Junkies. Um, so you get great content in the form of videos, podcasts, original articles, and then more than anything else, what really differentiates LakerHolics.com are the conversations, and it's basically a fan site where. We, we've got a, you know, a, a common core of 20 to 30 people who are there all the time having great conversations, respecting everybody's opinions. Um, if you want to become an educated, informed, and entertained fan, Lakerholics.com is the perfect place for you to come sit down and make it your home online. Plus, Jamie Sweet, with as always, with his five things, He's the blog editor yeah, that sure. does really a great job with going ahead and expressing what's going on with the Lakers. So if you get a chance, check it out, LakerHolics.com. Plus also the great Facebook groups, which have been so much, very much a part of uh, today's program. And I want to give them, again, a big thank you for allowing our show to be on their air today. So, again, if you get a chance, Laker fans, and you're out there and you haven't checked out Born a Lakers fan, Die a Lakers fan, Real Lakers fans worldwide and Los Angeles Lakers fans, the Facebook groups there, along with Lakerholics.com, please go ahead and give all these great spaces a try. You'd be truly glad you did. The conversations there, 
everybody seems to have a great time and respect each other's opinions on these sites. So if you get a chance, go ahead and do so. And of course, you can always find us here at Lakerholics.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Lakers win, Lakers win. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and give everybody the heads up on the schedule for the last game. Because the Lakers probably won't play until the 16th as far as the playoffs is concerned. So let's go ahead and I know they made a, uh, actually was a TBD for a long time for the Lakers next game against Sacramento. But it is now at 10.30 Los Angeles time. 10.30 Pacific, 1.30 Eastern because I know there's people watching from around the world. It's going to be I think on only Spectrum Sportsnet or if you have Sirius XM. So it's not going to be a nationally televised game. So it's going to be the early game, 10.30 a.m. Pacific on Spectrum Sportsnet. Or again, also as well, if you got Sirius XM and the Lakers broadcast networks. But Laker Tom is going to be actually on Thursday. Thursday, I'm sorry. Lakers have two days off. They're going to be here on Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Pacific against Sacramento. So looking forward to that game. Laker Tom and I will be on sometime during the day in order to go ahead and recap that game regardless. And also our preview upcoming for the Lakers playoffs. Plus, we will have a better idea what the playing games will be because it's now pretty much decided that there will be a playing game of some kind from any one of the mixture there of Portland, Phoenix, San Antonio, or Memphis. Any one of those teams right now are in the mix for that eight spot so it's interesting to see what those playing games will look like. We'll have a little bit better idea by Thursday. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on then. And Laker Tom and I will be talking about it. We just truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. Laker Tom, any last thoughts on the way out? I think it's pretty certain that future seasons are going to have play-in tournaments. It's definitely added some spice to the last four games. Yes, uh, yes. Season, the last eight games of the season, so... You can think you can count on that. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see, depending on what happens with coronavirus, uh, the NBA has done a great job of making sure that this bubble idea can really be working. I know and, uh, I know a lot of Laker fans are upset that they can't, and I know Frank Vogel said this out loud, you know, you can't plan for which team you're going to go ahead and meet in the playoffs because of this scenario. But Again, it's all about dollars, it's all about ratings, it's all about interests, and this playing game upcoming that we're going to be seeing, or playing games, if the ninth place wins two in a row, or plays two in a row, that's going to be very interesting. It's unique, and like you said, if they like it, and I think the NBA is going to like it, they're going to do it again long term. Yep. Count on it. Well, my friend, it's been great talking to you. Thank you again for everybody watching us on YouTube, also on Facebook Live, all the Facebook groups, Lakerholics.com. If you have any questions for us, he, he is at LakerTom on Twitter. And also me, I'm at LakersFastBreak on Twitter. Or if you have any questions you want to email, old-fashioned style, you want to go ahead and email us, LakerFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Well, again, it's been great talking to everyone out there. We cannot thank you enough for listening. Cannot thank you enough for watching. Truly appreciate it. Lakers win. Kuzma, Kuzma with the last second three-pointer. So glad to see the Lakers win again. And looking forward to Thursday's game against Sacramento right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.